Stream the show on demand at KetchikanRadio.com. Business Matters to talk about today. We've got a full house. But first up, we've got uh, PTAC, Alaska PTAC. And they're going to pop back on here real fast. Uh, we booted the governor today. Normally, he calls in on my... No, seriously, he's traveling to Delta Jun- Junction. But uh, we wanted to have them back. They were on the show last week. We wanted to have them back again this week because we can't impress upon everyone exactly how important this upcoming ev- set of events this week is for folks who are interested in whatever the FY23 contracts are going to be. Hello, welcome to First City Forum. Hi, thank you. So let's talk first. First up, we've got a workshop happening tomorrow at the Chamber offices starting at 2 o'clock, lasting until 3. That's going to be a hard stop at 3, folks. And uh, this is your chance to meet. I've been billing it as a, you know, if you need a little one-on-one, if you need a little more personalized attention, or if you just can't make it to the Chamber lunch on Wednesday at noon. Do you think that's a fair assessment? Oh, I would agree so. Uh, Even if you're just kind of curious, want a chance to meet with someone from the Alaska PTAC, the Procurement Technical Assistance Center, this is a great opportunity to stop by, say hello, grab some business cards. And even if you only have a few minutes, we can always schedule appointments out. Uh, But the, the reason I was just calling in again is PTAC, that Procurement Technical Assistance Center, were free assistance with all areas of government contract, and that includes federal and state and local contracting, so not just federal government. But if you're thinking about getting started, how you fit, uh, the workshop from 2 to 3 tomorrow is going to be really a great starting point. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, I've actually had some folks tell me already, which is really exciting, that they plan on attending both. And so the kind of big event is going to be happening this Wednesday at noon at the Cape Fox Lodge. And so huge cadre of folks here to assist local businesses in obtaining those contracts. And we're going to have a little pop-in surprise guest at the beginning of the luncheon, and that's going to be a gubernatorial candidate, Bill Walker. He's going to be in Ketchikan, so he's just trying to reach out to as many people as possible. I'd like to remind the listeners uh, that the chamber in no way endorses any particular candidate. We uh, try to just invite people and give them an opportunity to meet and greet with candidates so that they can be an informed voter. So I just wanted to throw that out there. But so that'll happen. And then you guys are going to have hour to an hour and a half. Uh, we don't know how long it'll last. Uh, but this is just going to be a wealth of information. Aaron uh, was saying that that uh, with DOT, he was just saying that this is the hugest year of contracts being rolled out in fiscal year 23 than he's ever seen in Ketchikan before, right? Oh, absolutely. I believe he said there are like six to eight different projects that have come up. Um, and these aren't going to be necessarily small, you know, one and done type of projects. So we don't want to give away too much because we really do want you to show up. And for those of you that are like, well, you know, we aren't in the construction business. We don't do construction projects. You've got to think about the entire logistics supply chain that is involved in completing any sort of construction or service, 
contract activity because there's so many behind the scenes in those support activities. And a lot of people think, well, you know, I don't sell directly to the government. There's not a fit. But it's that flow of money and that opportunity and to be able to support that prime contractor, even if it's not something that where you would be awarded directly. And knowing about that opportunity as it's coming up helps you build the relationships with those potential prime contractors so that, you know, what is that? Foreknowledge, forearmed, forewarned. I can't <laughs> right. remember the quote, and even a little bit. But either way, if you think that it, there's a possibility or, you know, if you can carve out the time, I recommend swinging by uh, either tomorrow afternoon or for the our big event on Wednesday. But either way, I just wanted to take a quick moment, uh, be here, and help support that event. And I'm super excited to come down to see Catch a Can. Yay! And we've got I great have to news. Catch a Can's my favorite. Favorite place. Yay! Applause, applause, applause. Um, but yeah, I've, I've got even better news for you. Uh, it's going to be raining <laughs> because it's beautiful and almost sixty and sunny right now. And so, what happens on a on a big meeting day like today? People are like, "Oh no, I gotta go! I gotta go out and be in the sun! I gotta mm-hmm. go out and be in the sun!" <laughs> so it's going to be rainy and chilly. And so, uh, if you guys want to have a great hot lunch up at the K Fox Lodge, that's Wednesday at noon. Or uh, stop by the chamber offices. That is tomorrow at 2 o'clock. And if you don't know where the chamber offices are, they are located inside the Plaza Mall above Wells Fargo. So just take the escalator on up and you can't miss us. So hope to see everyone there. And, hey, thanks for calling in again. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the rain because Anchorage hasn't had any. It's dusty and dry here. So I like catch can no matter what the weather. Dress so accordingly. I see everyone listening tomorrow. Okay. And thank you again for that opportunity to pop on the radio and say hello. All right. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye-bye. That's so cool that she called in. I mean, really, folks, I mean, you know, you hear me blathering on about all sorts of stuff here on the show on First City Forum, but this one truly, truly is important. Um, I guess today, Richard Harney, he is planning extraordinaire over at the borough but that's not what we're talking about today we're talking about something different and you know i think i was just downtown visiting with a bunch of chamber members and potential new members and stuff like that you know why not take advantage of the sun um but you know i live in the direct downtown corridor and so i see when we have a huge ship day like yesterday for right downtown, you know, all of those tourists. Um, and so the borough is putting together a project right now uh, is is pretty interesting. And it, it, we're going to say it's not happening overnight, but we've got a steps. We've got steps to the plan. So first off, explain the goal of the project. I mean, like, what is it? Thank you, Michelle. Yeah. Um, So the project is the tourism strategy. So it's a community-based tourism strategy. And so what we want to do is we want to figure out what the vision of tourism in Ketchikan looks like over the, for for the, into the future. We want to make sure that um, what we do as far as projects at the government and also other private individuals, private investment, all that sort of stuff has a vision for moving forward. So we're all moving in the same direction um, and and we're all kind of know which way is north. That's kind of the way I've been trying to describe it is. Right. And so would it, would it be fair to say um, that it is also a strategy so that as we move forward uh, throughout time, as tourism inevitably, I think, grows, yep. 
and our, but we still have community residents. So how do we grow those two entities together so that they can kind of work together in harmony? In other words, we don't want to just say, tear it loose, tourism, and who cares about the local people and their quality of life? But we also don't want to, it, we want to find balance. That's it. The balance is the biggest part. We want to be able to balance the residents that live here year-round with also the industry that supports our community. We can't throw one out without the other. We, that we exist because of tourism. And what was the figure um, you would obviously know better than me but I know Rodney Dial quotes it quite a bit and, and the city was even more impacted but what was the sales tax revenue lost based on the lack of tourism? I mean it was in the millions it right? It was. It was millions was of it dollars. like 5 million for the borough and 14 for the city or something ridiculous I, like that? I think it ended up being 2.5 million at the end of the day um, for one year. That mm-hmm. was just one year that was last year I think it was for just the borough but yeah it was a lot of revenue that that we lost because of uh, the lack of uh, visitors. Well, and guess what, guys? Those are revenues. Uh, those are revenues that directly fund services to the community, um, and and it it runs the gamut. Um, I, you know, I'm Everything. not on city council or borough, and I, I don't work for the city or the borough. But you know, I, the things that I imagine, um, you know, you always have to have those essential services. You know, right. like fire, police, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but you know, the ability to award community grants. Uh, it could be on the city side. Uh, the number of customer service employees that they could maybe have at KPU. I, I don't know. Um, ask your city council member or your <laughs> borough assembly member what you know was directly affected. Um, but with that being said, so it's very very important. And you know, here we were just talking before the show, um, and I, I, I've said it on this show over the years. I mean, I live in I think one of the few. Uh, truly residential neighborhoods that is directly impacted by four to five tourism buses sitting in my front yard uh you know for about 10 minutes a piece you know four come four go four come four go for sure and it's literally right right there i live above the the salmon ladder on park avenue Mm -hmm. and i'm not complaining i i love (laughs) tourism i am not complaining but when you think about uh you know, what are some of those things, you know, like for, for me right now, a hot button issue in our neighborhood from talking to neighbors is, is parking, right? Mm. Parking, parking on Park Avenue. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, other hot button issues uh, might be the walkability of a neighborhood. It could be a, a myriad of other things. Everything. It mm-hmm. could be. And so that's why today, this is why I dragged Richard onto the show. <laughs> like, you have to come. Um, that's why today is the big launch of the resident sentiment survey. So we want, we are launching today uh, the the survey to find out how residents, both seasonal and full-time year-round uh, residents, feel about tourism. This will help us... Uh, like kinda, everything, everything, under everything, the sun. Everything. 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 Where you live, uh, what your demographics are, and then also some of the issues that, y- that you see are an impact on our community. We want to know. We don't want our residents to be upset because that's just not good for business. That's not good for our community. That's not good for tourism. That's just not a and good literally thing it could at be all. anything. I remember a couple of years ago when kind of tourism really, really exploded. Um, I heard some comments from some local residents uh, that they're, they had a frustration with um, the trails were so crowded, like Rainbird mm-hmm. Trail was an example. Right. The trails are so crowded, and maybe could there be a trail for only locals or, I don't know, something along those lines. Those are literally ideas, thoughts, whatever you come up with. That's the kind of stuff that 
that is wanting to be heard. And here's the thing, folks. June 30th is the deadline. Is that still that's the deadline? That, at least at this point, that's when we're cutting it off. Okay. How many questions are on the survey? Oh, it's it's a long survey. It's, it's a little bit long. So it'll take about 10 minutes for you to fill out. Um, but we want to hear from you. So if you go to ktntalk.com, that's ktntalk.com, go there, look at the uh, projects that we have. This is our new public engagement website. Go there, check out uh, the different projects, look for the tourism strategy survey, click the button. Um, please give us your feedback. We want to hear from you both on ideas on the project page and then also through the survey. Now, what if someone inadvertently misses the deadline for the survey? Is that website going to remain open? Because isn't there, or what if someone uh, comes up with an idea or a topic that maybe isn't part of the survey, but they still want to make it be known? Can they do that through that website? That's what this website is for. This is for all different projects that the borough has going on. Uh, right now, we only have a few uh, projects populated as we're as we're launching the the website uh, but one of them is the tourism strategy and in there you can click ideas or forum and you can add your ideas you can add in your comments you can just give us that feedback that's what we're looking for uh, we'll be having public meetings as well but this is the online engagement this is how we want to reach the people well i actually think that's really smart because so many people nowadays are so engaged online that's it uh, all you got to do is look at facebook people people are pretty engaged when a hot topic <laughs> comes up but anyway um i, I and especially like for the seasonal workers right um a friend of mine literally worked like 15 hours yesterday hmm. um from like you know five in the morning until five and the, whatever yeah. and i'm um, okay so that person maybe needs to do it digital like if there was a in-person meeting that's at that it. time right. they would have been out they they can't go there that's exactly the point so you can pull out your phone go to your web browser on your phone ktntalk.com and and you can find it all right there it's mobile um mobile ready friendly or, or friendly that's the word and uh yeah we want to hear from everybody so please please we want to get as many surveys as we can across the island so tell your friends tell your family um tell people you don't even know when somebody starts talking about tourism point them towards ktntalk.com and also the survey and tell them that this is super, super, super important. Well, it is really important. And I thought the other thing, so what they've done is they've put together, is it a steering committee or I don't know what committee it's on. Anyway, I'm on it <laughs> and KVB's on it and the city of Saxman, city of Ketchikan and the borough, uh, as well as representatives from other areas of town um, and tribes. That's very, very important too. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a voice in this, but uh, this steering committee. So we've had these presentations uh, from the group. Mm -hmm. The consulting group, by the way, folks, even though they're not in Ketchikan, they have extensive experience doing exactly this in other high-volume tourism destinations. Yep. Uh, so with that being said, one of the other cool things that I thought was really fascinating is that they're doing what they're called, um, they're scraping all sorts of web and social media right. assets and comments. Uh, so, do, I mean, don't feel like your privacy is being you know, violated or something. <laughs> but what they're doing is they're going back to like 2019 and they're grabbing a lot of the comments like on Yelp and uh, TripAdvisor and so on and so forth and other assets that they could find on the web. And they're looking at the sentiment of not only locals, but the tourists, mm -hmm. right? And then they're jumping ahead to this year because this is kind of like back in the saddle year, right? That's right. People may be out of 
practice a little bit. Or, rusty. Yeah, rusty. Uh, same thing with the cruise lines, right? I mean, right. It's, it's been a long time coming. And so they're comparing that data to data from this year. And they're wanting to have that as part of this big envelope of information that they can unpack later and kind of guide through the process. Right. Um, what does the process look like? moving way forward <laughs> so they'll be in town um in july uh beginning uh, mid-july for some public meetings some stakeholder engagements some interviews those type of things just to really get some boots on the ground to see what the community looks like when there are tourists here uh when we have our visitors and and then as we move forward they'll have another time where they come back to town back in uh, i believe it'll be september uh september october time frame it's still kind of up in the air. And then they'll have their final engagements um, processes uh, in the fall, and then they'll have the final document provided at the beginning of 2023. So hopefully we'll have this strategy by next uh, next season. Um, but again, I want to stress, this is a strategy. This isn't a plan. So a lot of times we talk about plans. and, and So it's very fluid. It's very fluid, right? So we're, we're not talking about a point A and a point B. We're saying we're kind of heading in that direction. That's, that's what the strategy is all about, is trying to figure out what our vision is as a community for tourism. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I read something that I thought was I don't, was really good uh, last week, and it, w- it went something like this. Um, people who visit your community will not love your community unless the people that live there love it. That's, that is so true. And I'm, you hear about in Paris, right? And, and I've never been to Paris, but I've heard from people that you go to Paris and the Parisians just dislike Americans. Yes, I've heard that too. Right? Like they treat just, you with disdain. Yeah, right, like, exactly. And we don't want that. We, we want people to come here and we want our residents to, to have pride about it here and saying, yeah, let me tell you about our community. Yeah, and, and, and I should add at a level that they're comfortable with. I personally happen to be very talkative and one of our favorite things. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, hard to believe. But one of our family's favorite things to do is in the mornings uh, on the weekends is based on where I live. I've got two dogs, so I've got to do it twice. And so we, we one dog goes down, and we, we go through Married Man's Trail, around Creek Street, up Stedman, come around Bodden, back to park, across the bridge. Well, I got stopped a minimum of five times each dog run. Yeah. And the questions were, uh, well, what's up there? Pointing to the stairs that go up to the Cape Fox. Mm. How far can I get up there? Mm. So you tell them a little bit about the cool pizza restaurant that they're putting in. Oh, is the tram working? No, it's not right now because they're doing this, 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 and this. And then I told them about how the helicopter brought in the pizza oven. And, you know, these are like simple (laughs) things to us who live here. Right. They were like with rapt attention. Mm -hmm. Like, whoa. And then there was a lady that was standing on a corner confused. And and I said, well, here's, here's what I would do. I would walk down this way, walk through this way. It'll take you around. Uh, go go through Creek Street and then you're going to go through Married Man's Trail go to the Salmon Ladder and there you go and then just follow and you'll be right back where you're starting right now which was in front of Celebration Station so I saw her when I was walking the second dog home and she goes wow that was great perfect thanks (laughs) but they ask all sorts of questions you know can I and I always just say good morning welcome have a great time have a fabulous day and you know what was um the, oh no! It was in a different. It was in the meeting that you mm-hmm. and I were at with Royal Caribbean. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we had a meeting at KVB with uh, various Royal Caribbean representatives last week. It was a very cool conversation. But one thing that, at least while I was there, I had to leave a little bit early. At least three times, the folks from Royal Caribbean said that their favorite 
thing that their guests talk about is wanting to meet actual locals. Yep. They want to, in, in however small, enga- have some sort of engagement with locals. That's so it. I was testing that this weekend. Yeah, they <laughs> want authenticity. Yesterday was a terrific day to do it. That's it. We, yeah. They want authenticity. They want real. They want the real life. They want to know what a working town looks like. And that's part of this balance. If if we get rid of all the residents or we have this Disneyland you know, Disneyland type atmosphere, they're not getting that authenticity and they're not that's not what they're looking for. People want that cultural tourism. They want that experience of Alaska. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to find that balance. Where's that happy median? Well, and, you know, this is not Coco K that is owned <laughs> exclusively by the cruise ships. Right. Right? Uh, you know, and I'm not going to open up a can of worms here. I, I'm just making this <laughs> observation. I think that may have been part of the whole port conversation mm-hmm. downtown a couple of years ago. Um, you know, we want to retain our town. Uh, right. And so the question is, what level, what do you envision for Ketchikan? That's it. What is your vision? What is, when you think of Ketchikan and you think of tourism, how do we meet? How do we meet in that middle? That's what we want to hear. So go to ktntalk.com and let us know. Tell us all about it. And and look at the other projects that we have there as well and see if there's something else yeah, that you're interested cool. in. I was yeah. on that website last night. So here's the here's the deal. And this is why we want to have so many people participate in this survey. I'll just use my own neighborhood as an example. So if I'm filling out the survey, mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, you know, it's a little bit of a pain, uh, but I really love the tourists. You know, I would be two thumbs up on tourists, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I might say, well, it would be nice to have a wider boardwalk. Cha-ching! City's already got that on the agenda. Um, or it might be nicer to have better park, whatever that may be. But it could be that my neighbor below me or three doors down mm-hmm. might have an entirely different perspective. That's it. That's it. And we want to be able to take this strategy and then the next step in the, the process is taking the strategy and developing projects. You know, this is going to be a measuring stick for different capital projects that come up, different private investments that come up. You know, folks that want to do something on their property or, or they have an, a grand vision for uh, something that could help tourism. Well, this strategy will be able to give, you know, we'll be able to hold this up against it and say, does this fit in our community's vision? Yes or no? And that gives the elected bodies, um, just gives them that guidance that they don't necessarily have currently. Do you feel like this plan will be... Um dusted off and revisited no dusted off is the wrong word because it's in a live document uh, it's not going to sit on a shelf somewhere uh, but do you think like annually at the uh, borough assembly retreat and city because this I, I'm assuming a city of Saxman city of Ketchikan it would Correct. be like a joint kind of deal where they look at this document again and say hey we thought this but maybe this isn't really so right now so the the resident sentiment survey that's going on right now that we just opened up for the next uh, two months we're going to run that on a frequent basis. So we're going to, to redo the resident sentiment survey. So that way we can ask the same questions with some others mixed in there, and we can really get a feel for what, as things change and, and progress, uh, different projects come on, we can figure out if anything changes, right? You know what's going to be really fascinating to me is... You know, you and I both know Ketchikan people are full of ideas all the time. All the time. All the time. There's a new (laughs) cool idea or someone goes, hey, I think we should do this. And then they go make it happen. (laughs) It'll be very interesting to see if um, 
it, what's kind of ideas come up, right? Mm-hmm. And I've, I have a suggestion. You probably are already on it. Um, since it is a cooperative effort, the another committee that I'm sitting on is the, the uh, Tongass Museum with the uh, historic catch can mm. is doing a plan for uh, basically preserving the history of catch can. That's right. Yep. They are going on. Right and now. what, you know, what is that going to look like? Is it going to, is it? I'm making this up, people. Um, is it going to be that if you are on Main Street, you can only paint your building blue, yellow, or white? Or is it going to be, I don't know, you can only only use this type of corval on the side of your history? I don't know what it'll be. I think it'll be more grandiose than that. But um, it, it would be interesting to see mesh those two together, right? Uh, just because now you essentially have, let's call it two epicenters, of tourism, and I would take a wild guess that we're going to have three with the growth in Saxman, mm. right? So you've got downtown Ketchikan, you've got Ward Cove, and then uh, soon to be Saxman. City of Saxman, yep. And so you've got these three epicenters plus a whole bunch of other what I would call medium-sized dots out there, mm-hmm. and those medium-sized dots are going to be like our lodges, uh, Herring Cove, you know, zip lines, those stuff destinations. Like, yeah, destinations, Short, yeah, right? Shoreside destinations. Um, so yeah. how does that all kind of intertwine to make? in my humble opinion, the magical place that we live even better. That's it. And how do we balance that? I mean, I know I keep saying the word balance, but that's really what it comes down to is well, how you know, do we right, balance like, the Come on, let's, let's be realistic. There are some people out there who are utterly pissed off about tourists 100% <laughs> of the time. I think I've heard that once or twice. Yeah, and, and, and then, you know, it, people have mentioned, I totally understand their opinion, wow, but it was so nice when no one was here. Hmm. You know, we heard I that do the not first agree year. with that. We but. heard that the first year in 20, uh, 2020 mm-hmm. when they didn't, sh- when the, the ships didn't show up. We heard that. We said we heard from people in the community. Wow, it's really nice. But by twenty twenty one, we started hearing those same people saying, "Wow, oh, I, I kind of miss the tourists. Uh-huh. Yeah. I kind of I miss this whole bustle and and you know livelihood and all this other stuff and and also my family, my friends, they're really struggling right now. Yep. You know, so it. It's a balance. I mean, yeah, 2019, that was a little uh, that was a little rough with all the construction that was downtown and all the different chatter that was happening. But by 2021, well, you know, as the chamber director, I always try they laugh at me because I call it I'm going to go tootling around town. Mm. But I love it because you really get the the absolutes are of what's going on right the stuff that you hear you can get a real temperature for so today there were lots of tourists so i chose to kind of go around a block or two right in the down right in the downtown corridor right bam right there um and it was really interesting to hear what people had to say um but you could tootle on over doing creek street one and you know one day and you might hear a little bit of a different thing over there yeah and then you you know I also tootle other times of the year, people. like see other <laughs> industries, but it just so happens with the advent of tourism coming back, I wanted to real, really touch these folks. And you, it's very fascinating what you hear. Well, the art walk on Friday. Yeah. Uh, you know, I heard that there was a ship going to be in town, and I was like, man, wow, that's going to be just packed. And it's great for the businesses, but as a local, uh, how's this going to be? Oh, man, it was great. <laughs> it was awesome. I, it wasn't too packed. It was, uh, there was... Oh, it was just an amazing time. So it was great to see all the shops open. There, there was people coming in and out, people I'd never recognized, never seen before. It was great. 
Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of new faces in town uh, for, you know, being new locals as well as it's great to see all the tourists as well. Hey, speaking of tourism, folks, uh, just throwing this out there. uh, It's over on the Chamber's Facebook page, but this May 14th, uh, they're doing a whole bunch of tourists for a day activities. Oh, nice! And so it, there's a there's a nice little array of act, activities. Perfect. And so check those out. Uh, I want to say there's like seven to ten of them. Um, I did my tours for for a day this past weekend uh, with a younger entrepreneur, <laughs> and that was really really fun. Uh, kudos to those folks who are stepping out and, and starting businesses. So, all right, anything else to add? Say that website again. Yeah, ktntalk.com. Come and see us. Come there, provide your input, sign up, get the uh, notifications if anything changes or or we need to contact you. You know, please, please, I'm begging. I don't usually don't (laughs) beg, but I'm begging. Community, catch a can, please come and share your thoughts. Good, bad, ugly, beautiful, all of it in between. Please show up. Come Come and uh, tell us all about it. (laughs) Very cool. Hey, and speaking of touting websites, uh, you also need to head on over to catchcanchamber.com because the Race to Alaska raffle tickets are over there. And this is really, really cool. Okay, they're five bucks a piece. You need to guess the date, hour, minute, and second of when that first boat for the Race to Alaska is going to arrive. Mm, And it's a statewide raffle, kind of like Nanana Ice Classic. However, even if you're a bad guesser, everyone who buys a ticket is entered for a possibility of winning a race to our Alaska Airlines. Two round trip tickets on Alaska Airlines. Sorry, there's some guy shouting out in the main (laughs) station. Uh, But then also, I got our first parade application today from the class of 1967. I know, right? (laughs) And we've already gotten some nominations for the Grand Marshal. You can find both of those over at catchcanchamber.com. So we need for you guys to get those in early. I just have a feeling the parade is going to be ginormous this year. I think so. Uh, I think the record Blaine Ashcraft was telling me it was like the biggest parade was like 70 entries. Mm. But we're also, uh, because I had to figure it out with DOT, four Four ships. ships, So the one at, um, the one at birth four is leaving at one o'clock. Okay. Right? So the parade should be passed there by then. Uh, And then the other three, births one, two, and three, they're all staying until like five, six, and seven o'clock. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be packed. It's going to be very, very busy. Very, very busy. So get those applications in. And this year, folks, uh, because we do have that big chamber staff, me, me, and me, uh, you got to prepay. I'm uh, not chasing you for billing afterwards. It, it does it. cost the chamber money to put on the parade, so you got to prepay. That's your official deal sealed. You're going to get your parade number. All right, that'll do it today for Business Matters Monday on First City Forum. Have a great rest of your week.